0: I suppose if you don't have access to the internet, you might not know that there was a brawl between the Los Angeles Lakers and the Houston Rockets this past weekend. Uh, To sum it up, uh, there was a flop, and then a shove, and then some spit, and then a left hook, a right uppercut, and then a straight right. And then we just kind of diffused the situation. You know, we, We gave the ejections, and then everything just moved on. And they finished the game you know, social media blows up rightfully. So, and they even had, they had a, a, a slow motion cam of uh, Rajon Rondo spitting into Chris Paul's face. And that was like the biggest deal. And the thing is the the angle I saw, they, they showed it four times and they zoomed in each time. And I'm going to be honest, the spit really didn't, it didn't look that deliberate for all I know. He might've been trying to pronounce like a very difficult word. I'm being honest. It, it didn't look like he was literally, if you're going to spit on someone, hock it, it didn't look like Rajon Rondo was trying to hock a it, it was like he was trying to say, like, pudding or Pikachu. And then, then the kind of the P just threw a little projectile at Chris Paul. And then, you know, he goes for the eye gouge. And then that's when the fists start coming out. And, you know, I mean, it it happened. There were punches thrown. It wasn't a good look for the sport. With that being said, um, I can't help but draw the immediate comparison. November nineteenth, two 2004, Detroit, Michigan. The malice at the palace. For those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, I'll, I'll, let me set the stage. So, uh, Pacers Pistons. Pacers are up 97 to 82. Under a minute left. They've done their job. They they walked into a hostile environment, executed the game plan, 15 point lead. The game's done. It is completely over. But you know you gotta for it to officially be on paper, you have to literally run the clock down to zero. And so this, this is kind of the final sequence. Uh, ben Wallace drives down the lane, goes for a layup, and then Ron Artest, for some reason, fouls him v- pretty hard. It wasn't crazy, but it, was, like, it wasn't necessary. Ben Wallace isn't that good of a sh- He might have missed the layup for all we know, even if there was no foul. Wallace doesn't like this. He's a very intimidating man. He's very well-built. He's very muscular. I think he stands 6'9", six, 6'10". Six, Defensive-minded center, great afro. He was, a, he was the enforcer of that team. I don't know if you, why you'd want to mess with him. You're on our test. You might be standing 6'7", 225. I'm guessing Wallace is pushing 275. Nonetheless, uh, Wallace, you know, quick little palms to the face, quick shove. Chaos breaks out. Punches are thrown. Steven Jackson, Ron Artest, they're in the stands at this point. They're fighting with fans. Beers are being thrown everywhere. Fights are breaking out on the other side of the court. It's pandemonium. And I just want you to picture Larry Brown, poor Larry Brown, all five foot six of him. He's got to be 60 years old, not knowing what's happening. He's the coach of the Pistons. He, he was going to you know, accept this loss, probably drive home in a Bentley or something into a very large house outside of Detroit, Michigan, somewhere in the foothills. I don't know. And now he's looking around like, "What? The, where's Rip Hamilton? What is he doing? Does he have his face mask on? I'm just throwing some references out. I hope people are catching him things go crazy and I want to point a few things so it's the mouse at the palace there was brawls there was punches a lot of tall intimidating people Uh, and it really was pointless there was no point at least in the Houston LA game it was it was kind of competitive but the game was done and the the arena was kind of half empty and that adds to it because you got to picture something so when Ron Artest hopped the scores table he's now in the crowd but there's not many people around him. And when I think of people in the crowd, like if you start throwing punches, there's a buffer. But when there's no people around you and you're around all these folding chairs, I just think it's so easy to get a leg caught in there. I think it's an easy way to break a leg, at, at, at least a high ankle sprain. Right? You're, through, you're getting off balance. You're throwing the adrenaline. I don't think they're trained at all. I think you're kind of swinging for the fences. You throw one haymaker. You slip because someone left like nachos or Pepsi on the ground. You're face planting into a metal chair. And then you have the entire, you know, fans of the opposing team, uh, you know, man down. But apparently, at the Palace of Auburn Hills, in this particular moment, I'm not saying all time, but you know, we're, we're we're punching people when when they're down. We're throwing beer at them. That's that's what I saw. Fans were going crazy. But you get into it; it was chaotic. It, a very very big black eye for the sport. But here's what I want to talk about. So, it's a very ugly moment. Um, but the name is so beautiful malice at the palace everyone their arena was called the palace of auburn hills i don't know if it was special at all but that sounds like something out of a disney movie the palace of auburn i think it's better than madison square garden better than old trap better than wembley new camp i don't care the Burnaby. i think it's better than any the the palace of auburn hills is the single greatest name for any sporting arena for any uh, pop culture arena, for anything. It is the greatest name, the Palace of Auburn Hills. Can you imagine going to work 41 times a year at the Palace of Auburn Hills? Forget Auburn Hills, I'm gonna go work at the Palace. Prince Charming, are we in Britain? 15, I don't think so. The Palace of Auburn Hills. Now let's talk about the, the, the literal name of this brawl. So if you go on YouTube, you can watch this, by the way, it's like a 12 minute clip and you even get you know, ESPN commentary at the end of it. Um, Stephen A. Smith's on there for those of you who like him or don't. Either way, it's a polarizing figure, so you can go check that out. But no, so uh, Malice at the Palace, let's let's talk about something. So apparently if there's ever a fight, if there's ever physical violence, if there's ever a punch being thrown uh, from one person to the other, you got to throw a fun name around it, right? I'm thinking Thrilla in Manila, The Rumble in the Jungle, The Malice at the Palace. I love this. Why it has to be combat sport, I don't know. I don't know why we can't, you know, think of fun slogans when things aren't violent and maybe they're beautiful. I've never heard, you know, terror at Wimbledon. Um, I, I've never heard, you know, aggression at the Masters or something. You know, you, you, do we see what I'm saying? I don't know why that is. But there's a certain amount of elegance to something so violent, the malice at the palace. And it rolls off the tongue so well. I can't wait to tell my kids about it. Because I remember I was in my, I don't know if I rem- Okay, I'm not going to pull the hole. I remember where I was when it happened. I just remember watching at Center, and being very intimidated of Ron Artest and Steven Jackson. Everyone, when they left the arena, there's this image of Ron Artest's jersey. It's clearly been pulled, like, dramatically. It's like his collar, just he just got bacon collar, but he wasn't wearing a Hanes white tee. Like, this was a Reebok mesh. And it didn't rip. I don't, I don't know how those jerseys didn't rip at all. Maybe a little bit. They stretched. That's legitimate material. I don't know why we moved away from that. I'm assuming breathable. I don't, I mean, you tell me, but Ron test is being chaperoned by a couple of the Pacers coaching staff, and they're, you know, all sorts of liquids are getting poured on at this point. And he's kind of getting in there, and you can see his jersey, like I said, it's been very much ripped down. It's a deep V at this point. And then behind him is Steven Jackson, and, and Steven Jackson rejected all sorts of chaperone. Like he was alone. He said, I don't want it. I'm gonna embrace this moment, which was nice. I think that was very present of him. And I don't think he was, I don't think he was thinking about the suspension. I don't think he was, you know, even thinking about the fact that he just punched a few fans. He was living literally in the moment. He's walking into the tunnel, his hands are raised, he's got his yellow sweatband on, excuse me, his yellow headband on, a couple sweatbands on his elbows, welcoming the showers of Sierra Mist and popcorn. He gets into the tunnel, rips off his jersey, and he did it in a way that I would like rip off my shirt after soccer practice when I was hungry, after I got home. a little bit of angst in there. It, it wasn't as aggressive as it was sassy, but he, he has his jersey off, and then he goes in the tunnel, and then you know they kind of pan out to the scene, panicking people, and we cut to sports center. Um, iconic. I know it's infamous. I know people got hurt. I know there was a lot of money in fines and suspensions, and I know it doesn't look good. But to put it in perspective, and this is off the top of my head, I want to say like they got suspended for like sixty games. But I think fine wise, it was only like seventy five thousand dollars. J. R. Smith just got fined for some reason twenty five thousand. Stands out. It might be ten thousand. Might be less. Either way, he got fined at least four figures maybe even five, for having uh, Supreme tattooed on his leg. If that doesn't tell you where the league has gone in the past 14 years, I don't know what does. Everyone hears my thing. The malice at the palace was uh, ugly. It was disgusting. But at the same time, beautiful. Poetically speaking, I love that malice at the palace. Ironically speaking, kind of disgusting things, violent things happening at such an illustrious palace of a place. Uh, it's something I look on with a bit of a smile and I feel guilty about it. Again, I'm saying this, I hope everyone's okay. No one's scarred. But either way, it's in the history books, whether we like it or not.